Welcome back to another episode of Girl on Purpose Radio, episode number 18. Welcome back to another episode of Girl on Purpose Radio. My name is Vivian Tenorio. I am the former CEO of Signature Flan, turned radio and TV host. And each and every weekday, you are given the opportunity to join me and my amazing guest as we share our spirited stories of our successes, our failures, as well as incredible tips and insights for starting a business and finding fulfillment. We are definitely opening up our playbooks and paving the way for you to take our lead. Thank you for spending this time with me. Now let's get started. All right, you guys, so I have um, sisters on the show today. Um, It is Leah and Stephanie, and they have a company out of Northern California. The name of the company is Awesome Bars. They are handmade granola bars, and um, they're going to share their story with you today. They are going to share with us how they got started. Leah was a personal chef who was training for a marathon and needed a protein bar. So that's kind of how the um, product um, came to life. So I won't share too much of the story with you, but it is a great story. Um, It is a family business. We have an older sister involved, a younger sister involved, a dad is involved. So a lot of family members are involved and... They also share the benefits of starting out at a farmer's market, which I think is a great idea for those of you that maybe are intimidated by going into um, one of the big box retailers and speaking to a buyer. A farmer's market is really a great training ground for you to get your feet wet, um, get that interaction with customers, get feedback immediately. Um, So... They talk about that a little bit. Um, They also share with us the stresses, the ups and downs, and how they handle that um, as sisters and as partners. So grab a pen and some paper and take some notes. They share a lot of good information. And stay through the entire interview because we have a great giveaway at the end. All right, welcome back, beautiful people, to another episode of Girl on Purpose. Today I have two awesome girls on the phone with me. We have Leah and Stephanie. Welcome to the show, girls. Hello. All right, so um, thank you for coming on the show today and sharing some information about your business and your amazing product. So if one of you guys can take a second and um, explain how you guys came up with the idea um, for your product and how you launched the company and where you guys are today. Sure. So um, a couple years back, um, this is Leah, by the way, I was training to run the San Francisco Marathon. And I had um, been working as a personal chef, and I was working a lot, and I was training, and I started eating a lot of bars because I really needed to have lots of energy food on the go. And I was eating them and realized that most bars don't really taste that good. And being a chef, I really wanted to enjoy all the food that I was eating, so I decided to start tinkering around and trying to come up with a bar that had protein and had fiber in it but was still really delicious. 
So that's kind of where Offenbars kind of came out of my home kitchen. About a year after that, something in San Francisco that was happening was called the Underground Farmers Market, which was just a gathering of local chefs who made similar food out of their homes. A lot of people who made homemade pickles and jams and other stuff kind of got together and sold things out of this farmer's market, and I started selling the bars there, and they started to get a following, and that's kind of where Stephanie came in. Um, and, uh, yeah, I moved out here um, shortly after college and uh, was hoping, you know, to do something awesome with my sister, and lo and behold, we're now the owners of Awesome Bars. Can't really do much better than that. Um but I started helping her sell the bars. Um, I was working at an office and was kind of like peddling the granola bars to everyone um, in my office and kind of around the downtown area of San Francisco. Um, and then our dad, you know, just kind of took note of the fact that, like, we were, you know, starting to get some real traction with uh, granola sales and everything. And so he, you know, just kind of pitched the idea to us of, like, well, why not just go ahead and try and start a family business? So we did. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. So your dad kind of pushed you girls into maybe giving this a shot. Yeah. It yeah. was just the timing was really, like, it was really good. I was kind of, you know, doing my thing, and I have a background in cooking and management, and Stephanie has a background in sales and economics. And our dad has a really strong business background. So it kind of just, we were naturally just this family business. Our older sister is a graphic designer, and she did all of our labels and all of our website design. <laughs> so it's a real family business. <laughs> I love it. I was just going to ask you about the packaging. I love the packaging. I love kind of the retro feel that you guys have to your website and to the labels and so that was your vision from the get-go, or was that has just has the label just evolved and your brand no, has evolved? It, um, since the beginning, I mean, you know, and just kind of being a crunchy granola company, we um, really wanted to embody like San Francisco in the '70s, um, and I think that our, our oldest sister Melissa really captured that, you know, with like the font and the the color scheme of the labels. Um, so I think that, like, the 70s, you know, that kind of retro feel was just kind of naturally incorporated um, into the bars and the company um, already. Yeah, it looks really good. And, and, that, and another good thing that I – when I was looking at your website that I noticed was you can see the good stuff in there. You know, you can see the product. You can see that it's real stuff, you know, the real fruits and nuts in there. So I really yeah. like the packaging, yeah. Part of um, when I was doing the recipe, I only wanted to include food that people know exactly what it is, because that's part of my eating philosophy, is that I only eat food that I recognize as food. So when you read our ingredient list, there's absolutely nothing that you will not recognize or could buy in pretty much any grocery store, because that's what we want, is just food. Right, um, right. Yeah, so it was yeah. exciting. Very, very good. So can you give us um, a decision that you guys have made throughout your time in business um, that you think really changed the game 
the course of the direction that the company was going in. Can you recall a moment that you thought, you know, making that one decision really changed the direction of our company? So um, the original recipe for the bars had honey and butter in it, and that was kind of just, um, I had one of my close girlfriends is a vegan, and um, I had made her, she always looked at our bars and was like, wow, these look so good. I wish that I could eat them, but I can't eat the butter and the honey because I'm a vegan. And so I had made one flavor originally for her, and then right before we were about to launch as an official business, we decided to make all of the bars vegan. So we basically just opened up the market to so many more people, and I think that it was a really good decision on just being in the San Francisco Bay Area and a lot of people just trying to eat a little bit healthier. We use coconut oil instead of butter, which is just so good for your skin and just all the like healthy fats in there that I really just think that overall it helped us because we opened up the market and then also made the bars a little bit healthier. So good decision. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. So you guys have been doing really good at launching the business, selecting, you know, to go vegan, the labeling, the branding of the product. So can you share with us maybe a mistake that you guys have made that thinking back, you're like, ouch, you know, we could have done better there. I mean, sometimes you you can't plan this stuff. It just happens. But is there anything looking back that um, that you thought was a mistake? Um, I'm sure, you know, it, it's funny because we've been really blessed in a lot of the decisions that we've made, that we've made really solid decisions. I think initially we had overspent, like we didn't, we didn't properly come up with the right budget. Like we thought that we were, our starting capital was going to get us a lot further than it did. And then upon further realization of how much kitchen equipment costs and then paying for labor and paying for packaging and just paying for all those things, we kind of got into a money jam very early on. So I would better financial plan things. I would plan more for the future. Um, right, right. I, I think that one uh, mistake that, um, you know, in, in just like our encounters with other small business owners, um, something that we found is that um, oftentimes business owners won't budget to pay themselves. Um, you know, and, and Lee and I certainly put in a whole lot of sweat equity in the beginning, you know, without really um, taking home any sort of paycheck. Uh, just, you know, this was like prior to the launch and everything. Um, but that's definitely, you know, something that we could have factored factored in um, when we were trying to, you know, get some startup capital going. Um, and, you know, honestly, like it was tough finding a um, an appropriate wholesale price for our bars. Um, I mean, I, I think that we did, like, you know, eventually cost out the bars appropriately. Um, but in talking with some other small business owners, like, it's a hard thing to settle on because, you know, you don't want to sell yourself short or, or undercut, um, you know, this beautiful product that you've made. But at the same time, you don't want to close out uh, potential buyers because um, you've priced your, yourself too high. Yeah, that's a great point, Stephanie. So how did you guys manage in the beginning? I know in the beginning, you can't meet distributor minimums, right? So when you're buying your granola or your fruit or your nuts or 
whatever you guys are, the coconut oil or when you guys are buying all that, you have to buy in bulk. In the beginning, how did you guys manage? It was, you know, it was hard. We got, um, so we were kind of a community kitchen. So we got, um, we were lucky in that there was other people in our kitchen and we're the kind of people who ask a lot of questions. <laughs> so we're not shy in asking other companies working out of our kitchen, hey, where do you get this from? Where do you get this from? And then just kind of badgering people until we got the best places that sold all the products that we were selling. And then we did have to buy a little bit in bulk, but it's not, it wasn't too much that it was. Um, you'd be surprised how quickly we can go through 200 pounds of oats. <laughs> right. <laughs> right now right. we're going through 350 pounds of oats a week. So. Wow. So you guys are doing really well. So yeah. can a lot of entrepreneurs, when they first launch, if they have a cake or a cookie or whatever their product may be, um, you know, the first their first thought is, oh, let's go retail immediately. Like, let's go you know, let's go into the, you know, the Whole Foods or um, any of the larger markets out there. So can you share with the listeners the benefits of, of starting at a farmer's market or attending craft shows in the beginning? Those, to me, those are so important just to get feedback. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Sure. Um, so, you know, going to the farmer's markets um, or craft fairs, um, that type of thing, that's a great way to, you um, to just sort of assess the demand of your products, um, as well as to, to test, you know, your retail price, um, you know, kind of factoring in, like, what the markup will be when you do go into retail outlets. Um, you know, our, our bars retail for $3 a piece, and so going to craft fairs to see if the general public in San Francisco is actually going to, uh, to latch on to that, um, you know, we were able to kind of get a, a good measure of um, of what the overall demand was. And then, you know, it, as far as going for the big fish, um, you know, honestly, Whole Foods, we're still working on that. Um, that's a, it, It's a tough guy to kind of um, to reel in. Um, our strategy was to partner with same-size businesses. Um, we decided that you know, we're a pretty small mom and pop, you know, kind of size business. Uh, why not approach other mom and pop coffee shops and cafes and natural food stores um, where we would be able to speak directly with the owner um, and kind of appeal to them one business owner to the next? Um, and we found that to be a really great strategy because, you know, we have a really strong relationship with um pretty much every one of the accounts around here because we were able to speak directly with the owners. And then that has allowed us to gain visibility um, and brand recognition in each neighborhood. And then, you know, eventually, like, the, the big guys just come knocking on our doors. Um, yeah, that's a great strategy to work with other businesses the same size as you guys. That's really good. Something else that was really great out of that is we know we go in and, you know, doing the early deliveries and then meeting these mom and pop shop owners is that those are the people who are selling our product directly to the customers. And I know that so many of the shop owners, like people pick up an awesome bar and they're like, oh, those are made by two sisters and they're really nice and they live in the city. And they tell 
story and it helps just you know so people have that like they they like to know where their food comes from especially like in the bay area so it's really kind of nice that we have people who will pass that story along for us right so they're passing passing along your not only your passion but they're kind of your tribe right they're they're the people that are speaking up for you guys yeah that's really cool okay so this past summer, I believe, you guys were, um, you had taken part on a contest called My Story. Is that right? With yes. the Specialty Food Association. So can you tell the listeners what the Specialty Food Association is for those who don't know what that is? And then tell us a little bit about the contest. So the Specialty Food Association is basically most, so it, so it's an organization that we're members of, and anybody um, who makes a specialty or artisan food product can become a member of them. And they're kind of their support system. And then they also, so they will, you know, they have webinars and seminars and they have like, you know, listings like in their magazine so that people who own a specialty food store or Whole Foods or whatever size can go there and find some of the nicer products that they're looking for to carry in their stores. And then as a food maker, you can also like be listed and then present your stuff there. And they have um, a food show twice a year called the Fancy Food Show. And it's basically thousands of food vendors with booths and presenting their food products to people who are buyers for every kind of store, cafe, what have you, comes and they can try all your food samples and basically decide what they want to carry in their stores. So they had a contest this past year. And we were still, we weren't even members yet, and we had heard about their contest, and we entered, and we ended up becoming the runners-up in their contest, which was so great. <laughs> um, and they gave us, like, some marketing tips, and have um, we got to attend the Fancy Food Show for free this year. Um, so it was really cool. That is really cool. So that's funny that you you you're not even members yet, and you enter this contest, and you get you get so far. That's so great. That means your story and your product were pretty awesome to get. You know, yeah. I, I imagine that a lot of people entered that. Yeah, a lot of I think there was like three hundred something entries, and we got free membership into the, our first year of becoming members. Um, our dues were also waived, so they got us all set up with our membership. <laughs> Very <laughs> <they> really, nice. <laughs> they, they liked our story, um, and I, you know, I think people really like, I guess, the story of the two granola sisters, as we like to call ourselves. So. <laughs> I love that. So. You know, you said so. You two are involved. Your your older sister's involved. Your dad's kind of giving you guys some advice. How do you guys handle the stress? It, it comes with entrepreneurship. Comes with a lot of stress, a lot of uncertainties, a lot of crazy moments. Right? One day you're like, yeah, we're gonna take over the world, and the next day you're like, what are we doing? <laughs> so how do you guys handle that as a family? Do you guys turn it off on certain days? Or, how, how do you guys do that? I mean, definitely, there's definitely some wine that we drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we both um, we both exercise and do yoga, and I think it's really great that we have each other. Um, we also have like 
hire, like had the pleasure of hiring a couple of our close friends to work with us and real believers. So I think everybody, we are constantly, you know, trying, not trying to sound too much like a hippie, but we are very constantly like trying to send good vibes out there and really just trying to make sure that we always believe that, you know, like we're going to succeed as a company. Cause I think people really do like our product. I think, um, our philosophies are really great. You know, we try to make sure that we hire like great people who every product, our food is all made here in America and we pay fair wages to people working with us. And that's something we're really trying to like carry on is just, I feel like it's good karma all around. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Um, and, you know, at, at least on the, the note about, like, uncertainty, um, Leah is this amazing decision maker. She's able to just, like, she knows when something's a good idea, and um, there can be a lot of stress in, like, you know, trying to decide, like, what are we going to do, but this, you know, my sister just puts her foot down, and she's like, no, we're going to run with this, see how it goes, and then we can just always come back and reevaluate, um, which I, you know, definitely admire um, in, uh, in in her being able to do that. And we also all try to just be cheerleaders to one another. Um, you know, like when I'm going out and doing sales, we used to do that together, but um, we kind of came to the point where we had to divide and conquer. <clears throat> and so... I'd be going out on sales days and be like, you know, texting Leah if I had a win or if I didn't. And she'd, you know, just kind of like send me these super awesome texts to just like, you know, keep me going or like applaud getting another um, account down. And, you know, we just, we really do try to just like play off of um, just the positive notes. Not that we're completely ignoring the fact that like we do have struggles and there is definitely like, it's hard starting a business. Um, but I honestly, I don't think that we would have made it here if we hadn't just kept our eye on the prize and just, you know, constantly pushing towards growing and um, just really being as awesome as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And I love your mission statement. You guys, um, I asked you, what is your mission statement? And you guys put down, you can't fake awesome. And I love that. When I first read that, I thought, that is just the best line I've heard all year. <laughs> <Tell> <laughs> What does that mean to you guys? Because when I read it, it just felt good. Like when you read that, you're like, yeah, you can't fake it. So what does it mean to you guys? I mean, it's just so, you know, it's you like the awesome attitude of just like going through life and being like, I'm going to conquer everything. And I always consider that failure is not an option. Like you can only move forward in things. And just so just really all-encompassing, like, feeling good, doing good, where it's really important to us that there's never anything fake in our awesome bars. So that was also part of it was just like our attitude's not fake. You know, we just really care about what we do. And I think when that attitude of just happiness and awesome just shines out of you, you can really just have it as part of your product. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think people can feel that, definitely. Well, the last ingredient that we list on each of our bars is love, and we it, it might sound corny, but we really do mean that. Like, when we're in the kitchen, we we all just have this super positive, awesome attitude, and 
honestly, like, that's how you get the love in the bars. You have to just really be putting a lot of care um, into every single batch that is rolled out. And I think it's really important that, you know, we're working with uh, our friends who we love and they love our bars. And it's just kind of just, you know, it's good vibes all around. Yeah, yeah. I definitely felt it when I first went to your website. <laughs> it's working, girls. <laughs> um, all right, so can you share with us something that surprised you guys in the process of starting and kind of expanding this business, something that you guys could not have planned for, you, you can't learn it in, in a book, something that maybe through, through the process as you are, whoa, we didn't see that coming. Anything that stands out that was that surprised you guys? Um, you know, I was actually surprised on how easily we were accepted into a lot of the coffee shops. And I think it was, you know, it was in part by us going in and doing the door-to-door sales and telling our story. But I was actually surprised at how welcoming people were. I was really afraid that it was going to be very difficult. And I think, like, sometimes you get, you're so worried and you overthink things so much. And just, like, I was worried, like, oh, they're they're going to hate us and they're going to say no. or And I just, like, and then we went in and people just, I think, because we went in and we talked to them like they were people and they just, took to us and I think so I was actually just surprised at how great people have been to us and how supportive our community has been of us because it's really amazing or awesome you could say awesome that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) yeah 100% (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so I you know when I started my company when I first started a lot of people would ask well how do you you know, how do you just pick up the phone and call someone? And I, and my answer was, like, I just picked up the phone and called or stopped by a store because people are really nice. People, and especially if you're transparent, and especially if you tell them your story and you're a small business owner, most people want to help the, the small business owner. So you'd be surprised. I mean, there are rude people out there, and there you will get no's, but for the most part, People want to hear your story and they want to hear about your product. So, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think it's so great. I mean, just coming to that realization because I do think like you see a lot of negative things, you know, on TV. And I think the negative gets played up so much that you forget that your everyday people when you're walking down the street are just so great. And when you really talk to people, you get to know them. And it's just been this really amazing experience for us. So we're just very blessed. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys have a great brand, and thank you so much for coming on and sharing um, your story and some tips for all of the listeners out there. So tell the listeners how they can find you guys. So you can go to our website, which is youcan'tfakeawesome.com. And we're at Facebook at Awesome Bar or Facebook.com slash Awesome Bars. And on Twitter is just at Awesome Bars. All right. Very good. So thank you guys for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. You have a good day. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Okay, so what did you think of Leah and Stephanie? Were they just not the cutest girls ever? They are the owners of Awesome Bars. I think they're out of San Francisco, if I'm not mistaken. If you did not get the opportunity to jot down their website or uh, Facebook page, stop by my website, VivianTenorio.com. I have included all of the details in my show notes, as well as all of the details for the giveaway. We're actually giving away one six-bar variety pack to a random winner, um, but you definitely want to stop by my website to get all the details on how you can enter that giveaway. I also want to remind you to leave a review for this show on iTunes. When you get a moment, I really would appreciate it. I want to thank you for coming back for another episode and I will see you on the next one.